The Turtles Podcast. Woo! I know you're mad, but, um, want some more? Do you want more? Hey, this headache that you have, would you like more? Um, okay. Press play. In the car, we're just clearing past Golden on our way to Kelowna. Uh, I'm riding in the back seat with uh, a bunch of chips and luggage sitting to my left. Riding shotgun is Dad Brent, and new to the podcast is Chris Woolen. He doesn't uh, listen to the podcast, he said, so he doesn't know how much we've been calling him the German or making fun of how blonde hair, blue eyed, gorgeous he is. Um, so, but uh, so that'll be our little secret. Uh, so the idea is we're just gonna press play, and we'll just leave this on, and I'll try and make sure that if anybody gets too quiet. <laughs> That tell them to speak up a little bit so that it's not just uh, muffled noises. Yeah, I, can't, uh, I can't hear you over the engine noise in Chris's Range Rover. Yeah, he's, we've got the pretty right. swank ride here. It's pretty comfy. Like, it's no Kia Forte. <laughs> but uh, I guess Chris one day, if he works hard, he can also aspire to such luxury as a Kia, a fine Kia product. He's uh, coming on. He's coming on. I was nervous. I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous buying it because I've heard... I'm not a car guy, so I just have to go off of what people tell me uh, and then what I like. And I've just heard from in the past when Kia first came out, they weren't that great. So I was hesitant to pull the trigger, but then it was just a great deal and other people said it was good. So um, That's more of a car conversation, though. And I'm not a car guy. <laughs> uh, what conversation do you want to have? Well, uh, this is Chris's first time, so... I'd say, Chris, you've you've met all our wives. Rank from uh, most fuckable to least fuckable, starting with the. Uh... <laughs> kidding, kidding. <laughs> uh, we we kind of talked a little bit about like uh, travel moments, but while we're on the road, um, we we've done this trip many times. But does anybody have any highlights of like road trip stories that that come out, or any memories from? Uh, any road trip adventures that they're, they're, they want to share? That's that's kind of what came to mind immediately, unless there's something burning a hole in somebody else's... Uh... I've got a good road trip story. Okay, yes, nice. I've got a few different layers. It involves one James Elliott and one Brian Hill. Uh, and... Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> good time. So we, we decided to go to Las Vegas during university. Reading week, decided to rent a car so we get the car all rented. Trip planned, trip booked, <clears throat> and then Jamie says, "Oh, by the way, guys, I'm having my knee scoped 
the day that we're planning on leaving. So can you just pick me up from the hospital? <laughs> oh, by the way. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, yeah, just getting scoped. It'll be fine. I can like, see him doing it that way too. Yeah, yeah. No, no big deal. No, no worries. I'll be fine. It'll be good. <laughs> okay, James, you're sure about this. We're going to Las Vegas. We're walking around the whole time, right? Yeah, that's fine. I got crutches. It'll be fine. Okay. Squared away. Get in the car. I start to drive. James is an hour out of surgery. He's cashed out in the back. Talking to Brian. He's like, yeah, I just had uh, to dental surgery like two days ago. So I'm just kind of like not feeling the, not feeling the best. <laughs> <laughs> like, so the plan of like the three of us driving down has turned into me driving down. Is that, is that right? <laughs> hey, Brian, Dad, take the no, wheel. No, We're going to go to sleep. I can do this. We can. I can do this. This is fine. Oh, my God. Isn't that like a three-day? Drove to Vegas. Is that three days he did it in, or? No, we did it in one shot. Oh my god! Nineteen hours. I'm sure they're way backwards. So we hit the border. I'm driving, feeling good. You're the EMT to the wambulance. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But Brian's a, Brian's a champ. He's. I'm good. I'm good. I can take the next shift. Cross the border. And interestingly enough, there's also a, a caveat to this story, which I'll come back to after. Okay. About that border crossing. But keep going into Montana and hit like midnight. I'm starting to fade. Brian's like, good, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'll take over. So Brian jumps in. I wake up to, he's been driving for maybe half an hour, 45 minutes. I wake up to flashing lights pulling us over. What just happened? I, I don't think I was speeding, but uh, I don't know for sure. The speed limit is here. Like, you've been at the wheel for 45 minutes. Come on. So officer comes up and he's like, just want to let you know, you're not the vehicle we were looking for. Okay. You're good. Keep going. So crisis averted. Continue on. And Brian just drives away with a Joker-esque grin. Like, excellent. Exactly. <laughs> He got away with it. He got away with it. <laughs> that was a good one. Or sorry, did I end it too soon on you, or is Way there more? Too soon, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I thought that was it. I thought it was just like those so, two bailing on you. No. So so B Hill makes it about another about another half hour, forty five minutes. So he's probably an hour and a half total. He stops, pulls over. He's like, I can't do this anymore. I'm I'm too tired. Uh, but we need to stop for gas. So we stop somewhere in Idaho for gas freezing cold start pumping the gas the, the, the old school like rotating numbers on the gas uh, tank are not actually moving so when we finish filling up it shows like six dollars for the fill and we go sweet six dollar fill i'm sure it'll show up on the credit card as a proper no we got a six dollar tank of gas which was great there was also <laughs> a stray dog at three in the morning at the gas station that brian hill was convinced that we were going to take with us because he didn't want to leave it there <laughs> I didn't want to just leave it in the freezing cold. I didn't want to leave it at the gas station. So we were about to adopt a stray dog at this gas station in Idaho. Until cooler heads prevailed, we decided to leave. Hit behind. Yeah. And I'm still like, I'm, I'm exhausted. I don't know if I can drive. Jamie at this point is like, guys, I got my second wind. <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> I can do this. 
apparently Brian Hill and I have no regard for our own lives because yeah. both of us are like, fine, yeah, great, good. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I don't care that you're <laughs> less than eight hours post surgery. So Jamie gets behind the wheel. Within about 30 minutes, we pulled over. Guys, I can't do this. <laughs> Cannot do this. Just the pain? Pain and, and he was starting to nod off. Too. Oh, jeez. So I was like, okay, I, we have nowhere to stay. <laughs> so yes, it was a, I think it was a 20 hour journey. I, I drove 19, 18 and a half of it. Oh my God. Uh, there were a few fights along the way. As, as a good any good road trip story yeah. does have but uh, ultimately we, we made it safely uh, uh, with two post-surgery invalids basically so what what was what was the focus in Vegas like what did the you and gimp one and gimp two do when you were down there like the, we'd never been before so it was just kind of the experience we hang out hang out play some cards <laughs> get some shows nice. Sweet. Right. Trip back. Trip back. Yeah. Was relatively uneventful. By that point in time, Jamie could actually contribute. So we, it was a little more evenly dispersed. But. Because it, it's usually the trip back that is the harder of the two. Like the trip out is usually like a lot of fun. Many of us who uh, normally don't drive out to Cologne anymore will attest the ride out is very exciting. Monday, or Dave said before, like Monday is the most depressing day of the year because <laughs> everyone's broken and sore, and we got to go back to life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, Woolen is a very well-traveled individual. Do you have any any road trip stories, whether it be with the football team or, or just holidays? Um, I think in Canada, probably the one of the funnier road trip stories I have is we drove out to the Vancouver Olympics. Yeah. We went out on like a Wednesday, mid midweek. Basically, every cop in Canada was in Vancouver at the Olympics, so there was nobody on the highway, no cops. You know, we probably made it door to door in about nine hours. So oh my god! <laughs> it was awesome. We had a great time, parted our faces off. Uh, ended up at the Roxy with Team Canada after they won the gold medal. The Roxy. Uh, Nice. Happened to me one time. Still in there, we're like, oh god. Was it alive still, or was it no, dead? It was very dead? The one that was stuck in my grill was like frozen in a scream. It was terrifying. Oh, like, yeah. its beak was wide open, but it was yeah. It was 
Tempered the mood a little bit on the drive home, but it was a pretty fun road trip. Ugh. What's the what's the biggest thing you've killed on a road trip? I ran over two cats in one one drive out to uh, we were doing what run was it? Me and Ashley we did a relay run, and I was driving out on the highway and just like not too far from uh, where were we headed even? Yeah, it was like three hours apart, two different cats. I don't know if I killed them, but wow, farm yeah. cats or something like that. Yeah, they looked like farm cats. I just like went from like a tall grass and I was going down the hill into Cochrane at night and I uh, see the cars in, car in front of me, brake lights flash, swerve, uh, and I keep going and then coming into my headlights is a deer rolling oh, down the hill. So avoid that and all of us pulled over. His front end is just mangled. He smoked it. It's dead on the highway or like it's in the middle of the road so we should probably go like just pull it off and then call the RCMP to, to come take a look and so we walk back up and we're waiting to go drag this thing off the highway there's like five cars that are coming okay we'll wait for the wait, uh, car four cars miss it the fifth one no Hits clue oh. right through it does it like it, did it explode like it. it just oh. like yeah split it basically like okay nope <laughs> we are not touching this thing <laughs> That's a lie. There's bugs all over your windshield right now, Chris. You're a murderer. <laughs> I was driving from Grand Prairie to Fort St. John one time for work. And this is in the winter, so the roads up there are pretty dicey. And we had one of our work trucks. And you know, there's so many meatheads up there with jacked up trucks. Yeah. On a two-lane highway. And some guy swerves into the right lane to try and pass us in the wrong way, going way too fast in the winter, and sure enough, deer jumps out, and plows right through this thing, and it's flying into the ditch. Jeez, but you, you like, you were there, you saw it? I saw it, it was right beside us, just like, this truck hit a deer right there. So, it's pretty wild. Kidding. Nice. The, my, uh, one of the road trip stories that I have is just out of high school, just in university, uh, me and our, our buddy Mike, uh, we drove out to, just the two of us, to Peach Fest in Penticton, and we took turns driving, and so he's a little bit of a lead foot, so he would drive and I would fall asleep, and we were getting it right around the BC border, and I'm just coming out of sleep where it's just a, it's a passing lane, so it's three lanes instead of just the normal two lanes of one way each way. And I'm, I, just, I blink my eyes open and I see like a dark figure in the road up ahead. And then I close my eyes again and then I'm shook awake because Mike's gone, oh fuck! And he's had to clear like three lanes of highway because this grizzly bear like ran on the road and like charged the car. And so like, <laughs> so I went from a dead sleep to like waking up to almost being a car accident slash bear attack. Luckily, he swerved, he missed, but, like, I wasn't going back to bed anytime soon. No. No. That's one thing you don't want to hit. Ugh. Nope. There's a couple of times, like, on uh, mountain bike courses where we're just, like, in the zone, or I'll, I've done the dumb thing, put, like, head po or, uh, headphones in, 
when I'm on the mountain bike and then just like right, right by a bear or like, oh yeah, there was a family of bears over there. I, I could have died. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I've heard of bikers getting chased down like a whistler. Yeah, yeah. My brother-in-law was there and got chased down by a bear. I get nuts. I have a buddy that hit a moose. In a car? Yeah, in a truck. He got a brand new F-150 or F-250 are scary. Yeah, they look big and dumb and stupid, but they're scary. Weren't you... We'll bring it up with him, but uh, saying that Jamie's poor little guy had an encounter? There's a moose story there, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so... Something about... As told. <laughs> Jamie's Rhodesian red back getting a moose knuckle! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I interrupted again. <laughs> Chris, you missed it. We referred to Jamie's dogs. They're Rhodesian Ridgebacks. But it sounds like a finishing move in a gay porn. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I got got stomped on. I had kind of come across it on a run and got stomped on. I had to go Thanks. to the vet, get his leg repaired. Uh, surgery, first surgery to put a metal plate in didn't take yeah. uh, second surgery so you know upwards of 10 grand later it's a bionic Rhodesian Ridgeback now <laughs> that's it, I, we're laughing I don't mean to laugh at, at your your poor dog's uh, pain Jamie uh, that's that's unfortunately we know as a member of your family but the fact that it's a Rhodesian Ridge, a bionic Rhodesian Ridgeback just that phrase is just funny but <laughs> I was also telling Brent, like, the one time, the only encounter I ever had with a moose was walking to Chuck's parents' old place. Uh, I remember getting off a bus, uh, and I was walking with my headphones in, and I'm whistling to myself in the dark. It's fall, and I just walk underneath this big puff of, like, nostril smoke, and about seven feet, uh, like, <laughs> hanging almost directly over me. Because if you remember, if anybody remembers Chuck's parents' place, they had that long, kind of windy driveway up to their house. So I was walking up that driveway, and its head was just sticking out of those bushes. Like, it was hidden, its body was hidden, I just saw its head where a tree should be. And I remember just, like, freezing in my tracks, just like, ah, going to die, walk slowly into, like, Chuck's house on a sprint. Yeah, it was terrifying. This was right around the time that uh, those When Animals Attack videos came out. And I just laughed at uh, those kids throwing snowballs at a moose. So the moose got all pissed off. And then this little old man walked by. And the moose, like, clumsily, like, hoofed the old man to death. So I'd just seen that. And then I walked by a moose. And I was like, this is how Cory goes. Which would be kind of fitting, right? Death by moose? <laughs> Doesn't that sound appropriate? Death, death by moose knuckle? <laughs> death by moose knuckle! <laughs> oh, crocky! sleeping there and he woke 
look up because there's a rustling in the bushes like right outside their bedroom window. He opens the window and there's a moose like staring oh my God. face to face right through the window. <laughs> Holy shit! Hey neighbor? Yeah. Watch me pull a rabbit out of the window. He says there's moose there all the time. He sends me pictures like once every couple of weeks of moose out of his yard. That's wild. I remember my older brother, he got a job out of uh, high school when he was going to university, working up north doing seismic work, where you would like just do seismic readings. They basically drop you off in the middle of nowhere with a bear spray seismic reader and like a GPS tracking walkie-talkie. And it would be these massive burly (laughs) ex-convicts sent off like the biggest manliest of men. And they drop him off in the middle of the woods, and you'd hear the like the most squeamish like, ah, I heard a noise, get me out of here! I think it's a bear, it's a bear! <laughs> These big bikers like, ah, get me out, get me out, I don't know what it is, it's a gerbil, get me out of here! <laughs> but us McDonald's are not big people, so Chris didn't last more than a week himself, so. <laughs> Very fair. Yeah. to work <laughs> in this city that often. I was on my way in, but I couldn't do it. Heard a buffalo. Fuck my uh, route up. <laughs> Watch out for the 405 today. Heard a buffalo making things really sticky. <laughs> Anyways. To go, I'll, I'll go back to my road trip story. Yeah, yeah. The, that border crossing somehow got on record that I had gone over the border and then come back half an hour later you're a mule so yeah they flagged me as a mule and from then on like for the next two years edit any time i flew anywhere oh you were on the red list i was on the red list yeah i would get pulled in like full search go through my bags until i think it was like the fifth time i'm like okay this is not this is obviously not random anymore like what the hell is going on why am i getting pulled in and so the the border control officer was actually decent like none of them usually talk but this one was decent. was like um yeah you're flagged you're flagged why why am i like what did it what happens like, ethnic profiling crossed, of yeah, course cross the border racist against gingers don't get me started but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah you crossed and came back and so you're, you're flagged i'm like check like recheck those records I was gone for four days or five, however long our trip was, and then I came back after. Was it another ginger? That racist fuck! We all look the same. How did I come back across the border twice? Exactly. So, yeah, they go back, they check the records. Sorry, sir, you're right. (laughs) Haven't been been checked since. My friend Sarah was... I don't know what she did, but she had traveled a lot out of high school, so... She got put on a list somehow, so it got to the point where she just accepted it. And she would just be like, well, I gotta get to the airport at least two hours early. You're only going to Vancouver. Yeah, there's gonna be uh, several Mohammeds and then Sarah called for a random inspection, so. 
and this is also like just after high school so this is just after 2001 so where flight restrictions were pretty intense yes yeah. were you on that trip to Carroll College when we went yeah. down to the states yeah. <laughs> when the when the border guards come on okay we're just doing a random check random here. check here uh, can we please see Ahmed Marshall Yusuf <laughs> Treya Anil Brar <laughs> and Scott Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> totally random. Totally random. But those but they would also do the exact same thing for like P tests. They would get like six defensive linemen and linebackers. Starting defense. Yeah, and Dave Holloway check. <laughs> Somehow Dave's alcohol content was the only thing he got busted for with those P-tests, but... <laughs> Do you have more alcohol content than the other six guys combined? Yeah, Goose, yeah. <laughs> And Drew Carpenter. Yeah. I, I love... I don't think you ever had to, to pee in a cup. Maybe once. Well, that I... says about me. I only, I only think I did it have to do it once. They looked at me, they're like, yeah, that's obviously natural. <laughs> <laughs> if that's chemically enhanced, you didn't do it right, so. <laughs> I remember on the way back, when we came to the Canadian side, yeah. the Canadian patrol officer gets on, and he's like, okay, does everybody know the alcohol and, and tobacco rules? Yeah, 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 we're good. Hey, does anybody... Um, does anybody have, bring back any alcohol? No, 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 no. Anybody bring back any cigarettes? No, 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 no. Anybody bring back any tobacco? Silence. <laughs> Everybody's box. got dips. Yeah. Does anybody have more than a case of tobacco? No. Okay, yeah, you guys are fine. Yeah. <laughs> that was always the grossest part of uh, defensive meetings, Chris, if uh, Dino's is someone who didn't dip. Like, as soon as the lights went out for game film, like, that waft and the just the echo of everybody spitting into their Gatorade cups. Just be like, ugh. It's the smell of it everywhere, and they're just trying to watch game film. You just hear, like, what are you, what are you doing on this play? Or the one time where you were in that meeting when Dave smoked his spitter because he was so pissed off at the game film. And it splattered all over the wall. Were you in the room for that one? I can't remember what game it was. It was our second year. But he was just... He was he was on a... I think we only had like five minutes of game film that day. Because he turned the lights off. Everyone filled up their spitter. And then he turned the lights on right away. He's like, what the fuck? And he like just looks for something to hit. And he just accidentally hits his spitter bottle instead of the water bottle. And it flies all over the screen. And I think he's just like, fuck, get out of here. Everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of past, get in a, a true story as well. Okay. We were, we went to see, we got to date us a bit, but we went to see uh, the Born. What's the first one? The Born, Born Identity. Identity, yeah. Went to see the Born Identity in theaters. I was about to say Legacy, which is normally the first movie, uh, is the, the Legacy movie. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's in the theaters, I'm sitting beside Pat. He's got his spit cup. Uh, thankfully it had been raining outside, so I had my rain jacket on still, but there's a scene oh, in the movie no. when somebody comes <laughs> crashing through the window. So he does that, <laughs> and he jumps, and his 
<laughs> Ends all down my arm. Oh no! I've uh, I've been at uh, <coughs> we would we would always go to like Danny's place in his basement and watch movies, and the amount of times that either him or Danny would like get up and just walk to the bathroom and then just like come back down and be like. I accidentally drank out of the wrong cup. <laughs> like they just went and threw up because yeah, they sipped out of this spitter. Ugh. Wasn't, didn't we have one coach who, like, uh, forbade chewing in meetings or whatever? And if he caught you doing it, you had to drink your spit cup. That's probably Dave because he probably had to clean his own spitter. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't think I was there for that. So. I remember a few times guys were like. <laughs> We're, wasn't our rookie by night who the big old lineman I can't remember if it was Dinos or Colts I may have been drunk for both but I watched I think it was Colts I think it was because it was uh, one of the bigger guys and he had a beer and then he had an, an empty beer bottle that was his spitter so I watched and he was it was uh, we uh, rookie by night <laughs> is at the end of two days uh, the rookies that make the team. Yeah, it's it's a dangerous party, but yeah, all the rookies there. Their initiation is they have to buy all the drinks for the vets. It's usually a gong show. There's usually costumes the rookies have to wear, and there's a scavenger hunt. And one of our bigger old linemen, I can't remember which one, but he was almost like off of Varsity Blues. What's his name? The big guy. Billy Bob. Billy Bob. Yeah, he was Billy Bob. Not that stupid, but. Uh, I don't know why going off on details. Maybe I shouldn't have had gummies <laughs> for this road trip. Well, I was telling a story about something once upon a time. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, so he basically, I watch him like talk to a couple of girls because that was on his list. And he's about to ask for like, can I just get a photo holding your bro? And like he chugs his entire spitter and he's about to spit it out and he spits it like on the ground. Oh. And then he tries to, or he like, he gets confused, so he drinks one, spits it into his beer, and then drinks the beer, and then throws up everywhere because he gets his spitter confused twice. <laughs> it was amazing. It was a fantastic story. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say my favorite Pat story, but I don't know because he's not on here. We don't have his permission. Uh, so I don't think I can say my favorite Pat story. But it does involve him in a grass story, in a grass skirt. Ah, yours is fine, but <laughs> him in a grass skirt being punched out in a ditch on Bermuda Shorts Day. Oh, I think I remember this. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a fun one. But we should have him on here. He'd be a good one for stories. Um, Ones that, ones that we can tell, yeah. We try and keep it level. I edit as much as I can. If it's a little bit too risky for the pod, I'll maybe put it in like a bonus episode and send it to just the guys, but... We, we try and keep it listenable for everybody. There's a good question. The topic of meetings came up. So is there, like, what's your... Do you have a favorite meeting story? Yeah. You have one? It, was, it wasn't where Chuck left you in the office with... Mr. Holloway Jack. <laughs> hey, so, you know, it's fine. Things are fine. You guys are both heated. That wasn't your favorite one? No. Nope. Oh, okay. No. Nope. <laughs> it's fun, though. Uh, no, that was, uh, it was always when Pete was doing film, and we'd 
be so focused on the tight line that oftentimes the the wide receivers never came into view. <laughs> so we'd watch, you know, it would be like rewind, watch that run play again, rewind, watch the run play, look, look at the O-line steps. And then without fail, usually after about 20 minutes into the meeting, one play would run, and then another, and then another. <laughs> and we'd look down and pee pee asleep. Sleep? <laughs> Sleepy pee. Sleepy pee. <laughs> Did everyone just like sneak out of the room at that we point? We tried it one, one time. We all sneak out. But it was just like, everybody be quiet. Shh, tuck him in, kiss him on the forehead. <laughs> go to sleep and good night. <laughs> Goodbye, my handsome prince. <laughs> so he was famous for having his squirt bottle in the meeting, and he would squirt anybody that fell asleep. Coach, so I, I do think actually there was one year where I, one guy I, 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 heard, I heard that um, BYU ran into similar not BYU but they ran Penn State ran into similar problems with their coach <laughs> that was delivered horribly mistimed <laughs> go for it uh, <laughs> fixing my tie yeah so you're nope. injured in the shower and then I interrupted you, Pete. My mind keeps telling me no. <laughs> be How's so that? disappointing to yeah. show up the year after as a ginger. Be like, oh man, ruin the fun for everybody. <laughs> now I just could. Now I can only play football. <laughs> I was promised. Rich. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chris, okay, your first time on the podcast. Your favorite nope. story, go. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't worry, we'll edit all of this. We won't. We'll leave it all in. <laughs> My favorite meeting story was always the beginning of training camp, where you know, you're making friends with all the rookies, get all the rookies' phone numbers. They're all excited, thinking, you know, all oh, the, you know, the vets are pulling us under their wing. I was about to say, I, I interrupted you, but I think most of my favorite meetings are, are quotable Tony moments, are my favorite meetings. Like the, the hold the rope speech. Rope. Everybody is going to hold the rope. But if one guy drops the rope, that's not good. Everybody drops the rope, it's okay. I think Chuck reenacts that speech at least once a year. He'll do it again in Kelowna. No, unprompted, he will for sure say that speech at some point this weekend. Do we put a wager down? I'm, like a $2 I'm, wager? I'm, I'm in. That unprompted, though. It's got to be unprompted. Unprompted, unprompted, yeah. So you think unprompted that speech will come up? I, I, I'm I putting $2 down on it. Done. I'll take that action. Uh, let's, two bucks. I, uh, let's say a pitcher. I'll buy a pitcher. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, Maybe. that's how confident I am. Putting my money literally where my mouth is. <laughs> it, like it does. Either way, I'm having a beer, so. I fully expect there to be indiscretions on your behalf. Hey, it's You're the. It's the. Somehow. Uh, Chris is a witness. Unpro- Chuck will listen to this next week. He will be a witness. Hey, Chuck, you get a beer as well if you tell the story, <laughs> by the way, so. <laughs> 
I wasn't there for that one. Well, what was that speech? The only time I ever beat U of S and U of S when you got mad because Corey came for a cowboy hat. Do you guys remember? How dare you guys have personality and have fun? We're here to play football. What was the trip? All I remember is that uh, by the time we got done, it was where we got off the plane, went straight to the field, and we had to take our team photos that day. And I just remember Dr. Gabe <laughs> at the time, like, I hate all of you. I hope I never see you guys ever again. I'm excited for this weekend. I don't. I hope you all die and then get born again later. Like, he's just one of those trips where you just hate everybody by the end of it. But because I think I was busted with a beer in the hallway, I had a beer that night and then I went to bed. Everybody else went out and Byron got hit in the head with a pipe that night. That was that trip. Yeah, I think he showed up to, like, the plane with his head bandaged. But because I... Sorry? Was that SFU or Manitoba? I think... I think it was Manitoba. Yeah, I think it's Manitoba. I keep getting that one in Vancouver mixed up, where we got shit-faced that same year. But, yeah, so we get off the plane, and we're all like, okay, this is it. And then we start having to do wind sprints, because I get busted with a, a beer in the lobby... A beer, by the way. Not like I was shit-faced and making an ass of myself. I was in the bar where they serve alcohol. I had my ID. I had a beer went to bed. So everyone was mad at me. Thanks, Tony. Fucking mustache. Come straight. <laughs> you know the funny thing? Like, uh, I've actually gotten to know Tony pretty well. Since we'll edit all of this. Don't, uh, Tony, you're a great guy. Don't worry. Your mustache looks super awesome. I bet, I bet cum doesn't even stay on there. I bet it drips off. I bet it's like, uh, <laughs> it's, it's been, what, what do you do to carpets? <laughs> you, uh, scotch garden. I bet it's been scotch garden. Sorry. <laughs> okay. shots for everybody. Like, totally complete opposite of what we experienced for our entire college career, right? Well, then maybe I got it all wrong. It was a nice change. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I got in trouble because I only had like, one beer. Where was this guy when we were playing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so much more fun. No kidding. Well, he, like, he's, he's a very kind-hearted man as well. Absolutely. Like, my mom was going through cancer treatments when I was in university and, and like, wrote me a handwritten note basically, like, you know, Encouraging and all that, like he's, yeah, he's a good dude for sure. I stand by my comments. You guys can't guilt me into feeling bad. Fuck Tony. If he ever listens to this, you never started me. You made me go to defense. It hurt my feelings. You're not my friend. Um. <laughs> you go for beers with them. I don't. This is awkward for you. It's not. <laughs> if he ever finds out. Your relationship has changed. Mine is exactly the same. So, <laughs> kidding. Don't worry, I'll bleep this out. <laughs> I'm not bleeping anything. I'm leaving all this in. <laughs> so we've, we're at about, this will be episode, I guess, like 10-ish. So we're, this will be episode 10. That's crazy. Already 10 episodes. Seems like only two months ago that we just started this. But this is the first one that Chris has been on. So we've had a couple of themes just to kind of get to know everybody a little bit more. But I want to catch you up on some of the, I think the more enlightening ones would be 
I guess if if you have a, mo, a, a one of your more memorable like dinos, because we're, we're talking about teams and how we all grew together as teammates, but your experience as a team teammate of the the guys, so your most memorable and maybe your least memorable or the the one you want to forget the most, humbling experience and your most proud experience with the uh, on the field. Good question. Brent, did, well, we, did, did, did you hear the story that we told about you? I don't know if that was your most humbling experience. We have highlighted a couple of times in the great, the great 12. 12 city final. Yeah. I could retell it again for you if, you, if you've missed it a couple of times. I think, I think your listeners, Corey, and your subscribers might grow tired of that. I think all of our listeners, we have all of our listeners because of that story. They've tuned in exclusively for that story. <laughs> that was a tough one. That was a tough moment. I almost had Steen Grant, though. I almost had him. Yeah, that... Me <laughs> too. <laughs> I think my most humbling moment on the field was the first game I ever started. It was a playoff game against Regina at home. I was barely 18. And playing on all the special teams. And back then, they hadn't changed any of the eligibility rules, so... Regina and Saskatchewan and Manitoba were all 35, we were all 18. Yep. So my job on the opening play was to block the 31-year-old all-Canadian middle linebacker. <laughs> How'd that go for you? Uh, I hit him with everything I got. He basically stepped in my chest and ran down the field and made the tackle. So, <laughs> welcome to the CIS. Yeah, welcome to the CIS. That's a great... Welcome to the CIS... Is, a, is another great topic, but maybe we'll save that for like tonight when we get everybody around. Yeah. Um, I welcome to the CIS. So I'll, yeah, I would say that two of the two of the highlights for me. One was my first game uh, was stepping in when Lincoln broke his thumb. Yeah. And game one of the season that year too. Game one of the season, and then uh, getting out there and being like. In high school, I didn't typically shy away from contact, but I remember scrambling out on one play and coming up against the DB, just being like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> that is a man. I am not a man right now. That is a man. I'm oh, going to run out of bounds. Now I get sliding. I get it now. Yeah, oh, for sure, slide every time. Yeah. Although you don't want to slide on that old AstroTurf. That stuff would no. chew you up. But I ran out of bounds. But I ended up throwing for... 215, two touchdowns, which for... We won that game, didn't we? First uh, first game... First CIS game, I thought, yeah. was, was okay. Uh, get a W in the column. That's, uh, the that's column. all that matters. Yeah. It's the only column that matters. The... You've got to have you got to have a highlight. You've got to have a... There's many wonderful brand stories, but... Uh, <laughs> you got to have at least one or two that kind of stick out to you. The game against U of M when I was playing receiver... I had four catches for 100 plus and two touchdowns. Nice. That was definitely a highlight. The, what next, was, uh, the what? next game, here's a funny story. The next game, so go back to game one, first game, U of A. Second game, UBC, ends up going to overtime. We marched down, it's the shootout style, so we marched down and uh, score first. And I'm, I'm pinning for the extra point. And I'm, everybody's set, and I call ready, and 
Greg Hoover decides at that moment to switch sides. Oh, God. And so as he's running across the formation, snaps the ball, goes off his legs, and <laughs> we don't get the extra point. And it was like, this that could cost us the entire game. Because if they score, they win. Uh, or convert, they win. Thankfully, they didn't score. We ended up winning the game. But Good job, Hoover. <laughs> Good job, Dick Stiff. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that... The, some of those first games and then uh, and then Man- Manitoba game were my highlights. Low light might have been... I seem to remember getting just destroyed in one of our alumni games. Ooh. Thinking, like, how is this happening? <laughs> how is <laughs> this 40-year-old man... It's old man strength. Just pummeling me right now. There's no active building muscle. It's just... Old anger. Old man strength. I do get yeah. the old anger, though. I 100% get that. On this I, side of it. I don't have a lustrous university career, but I did win a Bond Award. It was almost like I was given it to highlight how bad everybody else was. Where it was University of Manitoba, and on film, I just didn't show quit, and I tipped a hoggy around a pile one game. And they're like, yeah, McDonald, he's putting in the effort. Everybody else is fucking up, but McDonald's at least tipping a cow. So I got to, like, receive my Bond Award, like, "Ah, sorry, guys. Um, (laughs) Thanks, coach. I'm so sorry. I don't think you're allowed to do that anymore. No. Tip. Round of fun. Sorry? Tipping cattle is probably frowned upon these days. Ah, fucking woke-ass pussies. You can't do anything fun anymore. (laughs) I bet they don't even allow hazing. Fucking pussies. (laughs) What, you want everybody to grow up like... You want your linebackers to not kill themselves after their professional career? It's not the football I was raised with. I should probably edit that part. That was aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, traffic. As we hit the uh, construction segment of our road trip. remember you talk about being like barely 18 playing against these guys and I think the year the year I was playing quarterback we played Regina yeah. and it was like, all Canadian Jason Claremont yeah. played with the Lions Daryl Leeson Neil Hughes who played with the Riders for yeah. many years but all of them at the time like 25 between 25 and 27 yeah. playing there seventh year of post-secondary football. Well, I remember one year we played Manitoba. I think they had just won the Vanier. Their average age of their team was 29. They had <laughs> 32 guys on their roster that hadn't graduated from high school. They were in the continuing, continuing education program. Jesus. So ridiculous. <laughs> it's funny because I, uh, I, I work out at Dave Swagger's gym. Yeah, and a lot of the Dinos guys and everybody trained there. So you see some of these guys, and obviously they had 
not the greatest season last year and like ah oh, yeah we were we were just a really young team like we'll be fine we were playing against all these old guys that are in their 20s and i just chuckled and like you have no idea so yeah i told them about what the rules used to be like and they were flabbergasted a 31 year old on our team well yeah like our like before we came then it wasn't that his last year the year first year was his last year right yeah B yep look back <laughs> what a loser 31 playing university football <laughs> but at the time we're like oh that's the dream that's awesome playing football for that long I'm kidding he's not a loser at the same time I don't really know him so. he might have had the single best touchdown celebration I've ever seen what was that? And you're not allowed to celebrate in the CIS, and he got away with it. Because you remember back in the old turf days when the end zone of McMahon was completely red with the big white horse? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he scored <laughs> and then went and laid himself down on the turf and rode the horse. <laughs> and I think all the refs just looked at him like, why is this guy convulsing on the field? Like a, a <laughs> it's like a salmon out of water. And then when you see it from film from up top, you're like, that's genius. So brilliant. <laughs> Have you guys ever done a celebration in the end zone? Coming from Francis, I did it once. No, sorry, twice. And I got in trouble for both times. But we were frowned upon for celebrating. One was in the city final against, uh, in grade 12, against, well, who were the, the Western. I just scored a touchdown, and we were the, like, don't spike the ball, act like you've been there before. We weren't allowed to do any of those things, but it was we were down, and we were going to lose, but I scored, and it was this venting and frustration. So I put the ball over my head with, like, both hands, and I wanted to spike it, but I knew if I did, I would get in trouble. So I just looked like an idiot holding this ball over my head, like I'm praying to it or something like that, but I'm... <laughs> I just want to spike! <laughs> and then... <laughs> The other time I caught was caught celebrating, me and Chuck were actually, or I was punished. Me and Ryan Smith were punished for a game because we bailed on a practice one day. It was a snow day. Me and Smitty got in a car accident on the way to school, so we just went home. Um, but then my brother wanted to go meet with his friends and probably go smoke up and stuff. So he made an effort to go back to school where me and Smith were like, no, we're staying home so we missed practice and then I got benched for the first quarter of the game that week so the first play I go back Chuck sees me run a backside post and so he just hits me for a touchdown my first play and so I just kind of drop the ball or give the ball back to the ref and then I put my arms out and jog back to the it was almost unintentional but it basically did airplane wings and I got in trouble for that too but have you guys ever done any, like, celebrations that you'd uh, write home about? No. Oh, uh, the only celebration I did in high school was the Mile High Salute. And is yeah. that, like, a, a Zig Hale or... No, okay, it's different, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Kidding, Chris. I was definitely the, the, like, the Barry Sanders school of thought. Like, yeah, Davis. I've been here Terrell before. Davis fan. Big time. I was, and it was simple. Like you, it's not an excessive celebration. It's just like, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. But yeah, like I grew up. Barry was, was who I watched. He was exciting to watch, and the fact that it would be almost more of salt in the wounds if you act like you've been there before instead of making a spectacle. 
Exactly. Easy for you to hate somebody who's rubbing it in your face. It's a lot harder to hate the guy that has compassion when he's beating you up. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was that's what happened in that game. That reminds me. So I threw a corner to I think it was Jimmy Hartley in that UBC game to force overtime. And I remember he scored and then spiked the ball and we got a, a sportsman leg. So we had to kick our extra point to force overtime. We had to kick our extra point from 15 yards back. Yeah. Which at the time wasn't terrible, but uh, it still made it a little more interesting to go into overtime. And was it Jimmy kicking his own field goal? It was, yes. Well, that's karma then at least. Because <laughs> he was a receiver slash kicker. So right. He just wanted to make it interesting for himself. <laughs> Selfishly, he really wanted that Friday Night Lights movie moment for himself. Yeah. <laughs> Move it back. Spike the ball again. Let's make it another 15. <laughs> oh, in hindsight, yeah. Should have done more of it. More celebrating. I liked At least come up with something clever. I liked when the CFL was encouraging it more. When, like, you would look forward to whatever each team's receiving core would do as a group. Like the bobsled. Yeah, the bobsled. Or, yeah. the stationary bike. The stationary yeah, bike. we don't see it as much anymore, but... Like in the 2000s, at least, it was almost like uh, it was a game of who could come up with the most creative receiver group. They, they became cheerleaders. The receivers all became their own cheerleaders. Yes. And stance. Ready, break. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what? <laughs> I think people started to realize that that's what, that, that kind of stuff brought fans to the stadium. Yeah. Oh, this can make us money? And then they got strong-armed from the... Uh, Workers Union of the cheerleaders. <laughs> we'll do the dancing, thank you. <laughs> you stick to looking cute in those tight pants. I hear that cheerleaders union is, is tough to deal with. Like they don't they don't take any prisoners. Ugh. I always have a hard time with them. Hey -o! scab on that picket line. Hey <laughs> Sex with cheerleaders. Hey oh, that one's not as good. <laughs> In reality, it's uh, more like, hi, I'm, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, can, I, can you, here's a towel, can you autograph my bread? No, okay. <laughs> Job, and that's why he just started going 20 kilometers an hour. <laughs> you said you'd hold it. Uh-uh. You said it's a deal. <laughs> uh -uh, I don't have to go that fast. That wasn't a deal.
Come on, Corey. What's up? No yawning in the podcast. I can't help it. I was up all night, so excited. It was Christmas morning this morning, was it? Yes. Rose from my bed with thoughts of <laughs> Charlie's plums in my head. <laughs> <laughs> We should come up with a Kelowna poem. Uh, I kind of did. Did did you guys did you guys not hear the the podcast I released yesterday? No, I I didn't just. Well, uh, I imagine it'll probably come out at some point. But uh, the intro is a Kelowna song, so amazing! I can't wait to hear it. Spend most of your time during the I have it here if you playing want to all alone. But tomorrow you and the boys were all heading to Kelowna. Yeah. Turtles in Kelowna. Mm. It's a super fun weekend of football booze playing poker and being loud. It's a boys only weekend, meaning there are no women allowed. Yeah. <laughs> We're under very strict instructions from all of our wives. There will be absolutely no women allowed. Mm. Blue balls in Kelowna. Yay. Boys will be boys, they walk around naked and leave your bathroom stinky. Then they jerk off in the shower and wash it down the drain with the water from the pinky. Mm-hmm. Perverts in Kelowna. Ew. You know, we don't give any fucks because we're also not getting any fucks in Kelowna. Yeah. Roll call. You know, Jamie doesn't do much, but he's alright And Charlie Bear is puking throughout the night And Hollywood is picking some kind of fight And Dano stands up when he wipes in Kelowna You know, Bundy hits a hundy every time And Brent, dad, is always right And Hoagie is driving up throughout the night And Brian likes us better than his wife in Kelowna Yeah Gooby likes to fight people with his hat. Does Chuck have an arm? Pierre is really fast. Adolf will let the woolens fuck his ass. And Luncey is also there while Glavich is... Where's Glavich? Did nobody tell Glavich? He didn't get an invite. Who doesn't want him on the team? A silly. You know, he's kind of like a mascot. He's the dude. He's everybody's pal. Then he plays beer pong with some scotch and turns into... Night one out, yeah. Night one out, woo, woo. 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 Night one out,
Welcome back to the Turtles Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the ASMR portion of the podcast. <laughs> well, you get to listen to Corey eating a microphone for the next half an hour. To explode everywhere. Sorry? I didn't pick up sparkling water. That was a mistake. Mm. The first time I took Valerie to Europe, we uh, flew into Frankfurt and went to Stuttgart for a couple days to go see scorpions. Excuse me. And the hotel we were staying at had sparkling water. Like as a kid, my first taste of Perrier, I was not expecting it. you guys were the same way but the amount that we consume those sparkling waters like we go through like three or four cases a week but we used to do that with pop as kids like mom would go grocery shopping friday we'd go through at least a case and a half between like me and my brothers on friday night just like how did we not you're so bad (laughs) here have this liquid sugar what do you mean you have diabetes at the age of 10 already picked out Chris for baby woolen uh, we haven't finalized the name yet don't have to tell me I'm gonna forget I don't remember anybody's name kids names the first ones first one or two I'm good with once you get to somebody's third or fourth ugh. Is that a family thing? No. Okay. Because for some reason, like, my family did that. Like, I'm the fourth of five. Yeah. And we're all Chris, Kelly, Karen, Corey, Kyle. So it's all alliteration. But the the Scottish do weird things with their names. Like, the rest of my family, they all carry on, like, juniors. So I think it's, like, the oldest of the oldest. Yeah. Always is the next in line. So luckily my dad wasn't the oldest. So my older brother didn't have to be... Also, Patrick. Well, 
I was a mistake, so they could call me whatever they wanted, so. <laughs> What's that, sorry? They said it won't be junior, but it, there will be a seawall in 2.0. Nice. Were you guys trying for a while, or? seven years younger than me and she was pretty into traveling as well so Fair enough. a lot of places we wanted to, to go and stuff we wanted to, to see so nice took our time as someone who has not been able to do that for 12 years lots of jealousy coming in from this direction Sorry, but be, obviously you're also very side. jealous of us because of the, the, the things right there's things <laughs> that you're envious about my life too, right? Yes? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. It's equal then. Perfect. <laughs> I'll be where you guys are and your kids will be in university. Yeah, they'll be. That, that was the one thing that me and Ashley both wanted was we both wanted to have kids when we were young enough to enjoy them getting older. Yeah. Like, we wanted, didn't want to, like, have kids too old, see it's 10th birth, birthday, and then check out, but like, yeah. be able to do the fun things, like be at their wedding, or be in a fight with my son, yeah. like back to back <laughs> fighting off bad guys, like Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> on one end and you come through on the other side sooner so yeah exactly 
get to do your traveling sooner or later? I choose later. I pick when I am old and can't enjoy the vacation that much. That's when I want to do it. <laughs> I'm no longer able to do all the fun stuff I wanted to do when I was 20. <laughs> yeah, in the same breath, though, as some of the trips that you go on when you're, you know, young, whether you're in school or just finished school and you have no money. Yeah. It's a totally different ballgame, right? Well, those, like, are, those are all of my young it's trips. It's cool yeah. to go to, to Europe and explore some of these cities and party and whatever but yeah it's a different ball game if you go back when you have a little bit of money and you can enjoy the city a little bit more, well that's right? the thing so. is like all the fun stories come from the the broke traveling you don't get any interesting or as many interesting stories like i was in this five-star hotel it was a great holiday in the end like that was it <laughs> it's true. i was just like i almost got stabbed like oh my god it was crazy <laughs> but the five-star hotel trips are pretty nice too i do enjoy those but yeah, like that'll be in our old age. When I eventually get to the point where I actually want to take a cruise, yeah. I'll be old enough to be able to enjoy it. So. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, your kids are getting to the age where you can take them on trips and they, they're yeah, old exactly. enough to enjoy it and to you know, you enjoy, understand enjoy what they're seeing. Them, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, I think you guys all had kids around the same age. Willie just had his second son in February. Vale just had a little boy. Grown just had a little boy. So there's another you know, kind of group of guys that our kids are all going to grow up and be around the same age. So yeah. that'll be fun too, right? Absolutely. Dale's got two young kids. Kind of interesting how you always think about moms having like mom play dates and setting that stuff up but I think it's just as important in groups of guys like absolutely you think about the camaraderie of like the timing of when friends all have their kids well, kind of interesting it's very true does that mean my gummy's kicking in is that what that means <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean I, I think back to when we were kids a lot of my parents closest friends to this day are all parents of kids that we grew up playing hockey with or football with or whatever that they coached with yeah for ours it was my parents were in like a softball league my dad liked curling when he came to Canada so yeah yeah a lot of their friends were from curling <laughs> and I think eventually if like this the the, the whole idea behind the podcast, Chris, was just like a way for us to keep in touch. And in the off season, we don't see each other as much anymore, so I get a little bit of FOMO in the off season, and I get so excited that during the season, that if there was a way that we could continue this, so uh, that's why it, it really started. But if it ends up being popular down the road, I think that's why is it'll be because we relate to like that generation of this groups of guy friends that are experiencing maybe it's hockey teams that kind of have similarities with each individual dum-dum on our team or similarities of like how we play now versus the stories we had when we were younger yeah I don't know I think to some degree too for people that haven't played sports especially at a high level it's hard to relate to how close of a bond you form with those you know the people that you played with were for if you played with them over the course of several years, right? Yeah. Especially the amount of time we spent together in university. And 
Well, we basically like lived with each other for yeah, 24/7. Where you know we're we were al- we were allowed to gym. sleep yeah. elsewhere. Other than that, it was with each other all the time. Yeah. Exactly. Even showering. Nope, can't shower by yourself. I'm getting there with 80 other guys. I miss showering with somebody. But, but that's also the reason why we go, you know, ten years without hanging out and not miss a beat, too. It's that bonds of uh, war, right? Like the you go in the trenches with somebody that connects you. Yeah. Absolutely. Who was I talking to? I think I was talking to Drew about like as we get older. The actual football part of Kelowna becomes harder and harder. But I think it's still also necessary because Kelowna isn't as amazing as it is without that competitive tournament thing that kind of pulls us all in because it's that competitive nature. We're all literally going to war together. So it's all going through this experience at the same time that makes like celebrating over the weekend that much more exciting. If it was just like a vacation, yeah, it'd be fun. We would still make it the best vacation ever. But I think this weekend is so special because it has that. Absolutely. Yeah, that bond of, hey, we're going to go through something together. We're all going to be okay, more or less.
don't think it was that good. Let me tell the story for real. No, 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 no. That's the, if, if, if Jamie ever had like a, a Woody doll with a pull string, it would just be like quotable Jamie-isms. No, 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 no. Sounds like a boot getting stuck in mud. <laughs> so without ever experiencing Kelowna, what, what kind of picture do you have in your head of what this weekend looks like, Chris? Do you have any expectations set? Or are you kind of wide, wide open canvas at this point? about all of you to, to know what uh, to expect, I think. But, so you're uh, nervous, got it. Wide open <laughs> I'm excited to uh, watch it all unfold. No, 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 no. <laughs> you are one of us now, so you are excited to be part of it. One of us. Night one, Chris. Night one, Chris. <laughs> what? Who's it going to be this year? I don't know. No. Dude. Alan's always the same bet. Rule number one: don't blow your load the first night. Yeah, we used to. I used to do this bet at the the personal trading studio we had in Vancouver. Every year, we would always take. Uh, we'd call it our horse races. 
to see who would be at the Christmas party who would be in quotes that guy or that girl more often than not who would make an ass of himself at the Christmas party and be that drunk and I would always have a system it would, it would always work you pick the the youngest newest female employee <laughs> which and I don't want it to sound sexist it's just I had a, the ones that would hire on they always wanted to I guess dive in. dive in or almost like be one of the boys or prove that they can hang so they would always get way too aggressive with like I can do shots uh, and we had like ex UBC linebackers and be like Ugh, no you can't I, I've warmed up with a case of beer you can't out drink me we can do it you can't growing up later on that night so but yeah you always pick like the, the youngest newest because they're they feel like they have the, the most to prove so I don't know. I, I would say Al, but I think we've teased him enough about the night one Al thing that uh, I think Chris, because he is the newest. That, uh, But I again, I know you. I know you're going to pace. You're not going to be stupid. You don't have to impress anybody. So um, last year was Chuck. Well, my money's on Chuck for sure. I think, you know what? It's not a bad bet because Chuck has a soft gag reflex. James, you never know. James is a wild card. I think Dave would be in the running, but he's gonna be there Dave, so late. Dave always gets somebody to bite on him every year, and he's never that guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I think ugh, Chuck or James. I think it would be one of those two would be my horse. Yeah. I'm gonna say Chuck. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I want to say Jamie, but that's why I'm gonna say Chuck. I'm gonna say Chuck does the the back to back this year. I'm gonna say Chuck. My money's on Chuck. I'll, that'll be my second pitcher wager is on Chuck. <laughs> First one is that Charles unprompted says the uh, Tony speech. Second pitcher is that Chuck is night one Chuck. from high school, this Irish guy who can drink more than any human I've ever met in my life. So the Irish he, are born that way. He can, he can handle himself. So, you know, we've been trying to get tickets to this thing for like five or six years. We finally got tickets. And it was originally just the four of us going, and my buddy Andrew uh, was going to be in Ireland to, to visit family, and he messaged me. He's like, hey, I... I heard you and your brother are going to be in Europe this year and you're going to some festival or whatever. What's what's the deal with that? I'm like, oh man, I don't know. Like, I think it sold out like months ago. But, you know, we can check and see if there's any tickets left. So I went to my laptop, went to the website, and there was one ticket. Oh my God. <laughs> Literally one. And he's like, all right, cool. Didn't think anything was going to come of it. Five minutes later, he texts me. He's like, "All right, cool. I, I got the tickets." So, so, like, what is this thing anyway? I had no idea what it was. What? Just signed up for it. He's like, "Yeah, I don't know. I just heard festival, and you and your brother are going. And like, sounds like a good time. I'm in." I'm like, all right, sweet. So we go there, and uh, you know, had a great time the first day. And they had these friendship pictures. So it was like this, uh, I don't know, ring contraption that allowed you to carry six beers at a time. So he kept coming back with six beers, and Mallory.
doesn't drink beer, so, you know, the four of us would have one and he would have the other two. So he was drinking three for every one that we had. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, long story short, he got so drunk that he missed the entire second day of tomorrow. Oh my week. god. Because <laughs> he couldn't get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're late. <laughs> At the end of the festival, the walk to get back to where the shuttle buses are is legitimately a 45 minute walk. It's a hike. Because this festival grounds is gigantic. And you have to like walk around the town, basically. And I, I think they do it on purpose to help everyone sober up a little bit. There's water stations along the smart. way and everything. It, yeah, it is smart. Where are the bathrooms? Oh yeah, they're just that uh, four kilometer hike up no, that hill. No, there's bathrooms <laughs> everywhere, but... Uh, I'm just saying, like, just encourage people to, to a, walk it off. You get to a fork in the road where, like, the buses to Brussels are this way and the buses to the other place are this way, and he went the wrong way. And oh no. Ended up missing the last bus and had to try and find a taxi home, and it was a disaster, so... Wow. He missed the, probably the best Saturday in the history of Tomorrowland. Oh, yeah. And you in don't in get terms of the lineup and everything, I don't think it's ever been as good since then, just with the way it, it's uh, turned out with all the artists and stuff. And you're not going to get that kind of story in a five-star resort. No. So... <laughs> wow. What's, uh, what, what's on there, guys? You've traveled... I guess we've all traveled a fair bit, right? But is there anything that's on your wish list for places you really want to go to? Uh, I'd like to do a tour through like Australia and New Zealand. Yes. I've been over there. Um, I'd love to go to Africa at some point. My youngest brother lived in Africa for basically a year and a half. Nice. What part? Uh, he lived in Malawi for nine months and then in Tanzania for there and was working for an entity of the Canadian government, like a part of the trade department, whatever, helping the Malawi tea farmers export their, their product into Canada. And then he started a safari company in Tanzania. Wow. He did? Yeah. Crazy. So, I'd love to go over there. Is he, st is he still operating it or... What do you do with he's it? He's like sold all the assets, but he still has a website and stuff and he can take tour bookings and then he just has people on the ground over there that he farms it out to basically. That's awesome. Good for him. Yeah. But he's he's got some cool travel stories from over there and um, like to do a safari. Like if you're going to Tanzania, you can do a safari there, you can hike Kilimanjaro and then you can go to Zanzibar. Sounds like paradise over there too. Yeah, my sister-in-law, brother-in-law did that trip and said it was borderline life-changing. Like just so cool, so cool. Yeah, I, that, I, I want to go everywhere. So. That uh, that stage race we did in the Sahara—they have a the same company puts on in Tunisia. It's through that desert. It's the same thing, 100 kilometers, but it's through like the African Gaming Forest. And there's that one, it's like the tallest sand dune in the world, but you basically go on the fourth day, your entire day is running up this hill, and then the last three kilometers is just like, Sliding down. yeah, you either like slide down to your butt or people bring like crazy carpets on the last day, and they just like, <laughs> and your legs are spent from climbing a sand dune for 
So me and Ashley were looking at that one, but then <laughs> she saw that it threw wild game for us, and the chances of actually hitting any like wild game are rare, but they have to have like trackers and like quads with shotguns just in case, and the lions decide to nibble on a tourist. And Ashley's like, That'd be a tough way to go. Yeah, <laughs> record-breaking times, but let's maybe not do the dead in Africa one. You guys ever been to South America? No. Uh, nope. I've been to Brazil. I went to Rio just for a work trip. It's probably like 10 years ago now. But there's definitely some places there I'd like to go to. Yeah. I think I'd like to go to do the Machu Picchu hike. Yes. Um, Is Machu Picchu still open? I heard that they had closed that down or it's, uh, they, they don't have as many. You have to get uh, like a license to yeah. hike the actual Inca Trail now. There's a few different trails you can hike, I think, to go up there. Oh, well, that's what it was. They, I think they closed one of the more popular ones yeah. because it was just too many people walking through apart. it. So, yeah. yeah. I know a few people have done it. My, my dad and my stepmom did it, but it's like a legit hike. You're like climbing rock faces and stuff at some points of the, the hike. It's not easy. Yeah. They, uh, again, that gym, they, they had a group that would go to that do that every year. Turks and Caicos in a heartbeat. Yeah. That was a cool spot. Yeah, my mom and Rick just went there maybe a month and a half ago. Oh, no way. Yeah. So it was amazing. That's on the bucket list for sure. Oh, it's snorkeling, diving. It's the beach, the water's warm, it's clear, it's, it's paradise, it's amazing. Yeah. Still haven't taken the kids to Disney yet, so that's on the bucket list. It wouldn't be my top place that I want to go, yeah. but it's probably it's the happen. next on the bucket list of what we are going to be doing as a family. But I'd love to get, yeah, I'd love to get take Ashley to Italy. Just something about the food in Italy. It's just everything's. You walk in like any small village, and it has culture. And not that Canada doesn't have beautiful small towns, but our small towns are like white trash, hillbillyville. It's probably the equivalent over there, but their white trash is so much more cute than ours. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to do that, like just all around the Mediterranean. Yeah. yeah. Would be phenomenal. Like hop on a boat, go to one spot, check that out. Oh, I think uh, I think for Turtles 50th. Let's do it. Yacht in, off of the uh, Mediterranean. Yeah. Go hit up a couple of places, Spain. When I win the lottery, you can plan the trip for us. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, Don't worry. I, I told you I'm due, so that uh, 26 mil. Yeah, it's on court. Yeah. We're all guys. We're, we're all getting our own yacht. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We uh, we met up with uh, Matt Hale and his wife on their oh, honeymoon, yeah. actually, in the, the very south of Italy, in Trevea. Uh, that's where uh, the Spalatini's families are all from. So yep. it's basically like the big toe of the boot. It's not as touristy as like the Amalfi Coast or anything like that. It's more Italian tourists. So it's a little, a little quieter, um, a lot less expensive, but it's gorgeous down there. The beaches are unreal. 
weather's perfect, food's good. And like you said, it's the small towns over there are so, so much different than here, right? Because they just have so much more history to experience than we do here. Like the, the first year I played in Europe, the apartment building I lived in was older than Canada. Yeah. So, I know. started casually dating two months ago he was pregnant so that was a lot on my mind so there's maybe more weighing on my mind when <laughs> I walked into uh, St. Peter's in Rome yeah, I had a fun chat with God because I was like okay God funny joke but like seriously what is going on <laughs> ah, stop it <laughs> but it was actually pretty cool so the really weird story but yeah so that had happened we were, like, the day before I left to Rome, I wasn't going to talk to Ashley for the 10 days that I was gone. She's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I went to the doctor and found that I'm pregnant. Uh, and I, like, was on the phone. I was like, okay, yeah, cool, 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 do you need $400? Do you want to meet me at the top of a steep stairwell? Like, what's going on? And then she's like, no, I think. <laughs> anyway, so she left me with that. And it's like, by the way, have fun on your run. And I was like, yeah, okay. That's awesome. But I go to St. Peter's and I find like a small corner to just kind of collect my thoughts. Pray, if you want to call it that. I don't think I've been really, like I was raised Catholic, but I don't know if I still believe in Catholicism. But just whatever entity out there is, it's like, okay whatever is I really want to be supportive to this amazing woman that I found and, but I don't think I'm ready I was 25 at the time and I'm an idiot now back then I was even more so it's like I'm not ready and then I get up from there's the off to the when you come in the main door you go to the left there's a one of those little stations you can yeah. pay a loony or pay some money and light a candle and I get up from there and I'm, I'm walking back and this little girl She's maybe two, like this little Italian girl with the uh, curly dark hair, and she like cuts me off, and I have to like jump back so that I don't like run her over. But she cuts me off, and she like runs sprinting into like the arms of her dad, who is like ten feet away. And she just goes like, "Daddy, I love you." And I was like, "See, these fucking kids are everywhere. It's disgusting. <laughs> Get them out of my church." Where is its handler? This thing is wild. It almost bit me. So anyway, it worked out. It worked it, out. Yeah. So. A true sign. A true sign. It was a true sign. But no, I just kind of took that and I was like, okay, yeah, that's a... Uh, it was pretty cool to kind of see that, to say like, hey, there's, there's more than just the stress of being a dad. So 
that was if if I can per I guess transfer any kind of cool dad moments on you, Chris. That that one was was kind of a cool and and it, and it helped that Ashley was really cool and I kind of figured I could do it with her too. But that was my Rome story. Story. It's a good place to say a prayer if you're gonna say it. Absolutely. I would say just before dying, because then you know you're good, right? Like, hey, last thing I said was, you got me, right? Yep. <laughs> a deal. This forever after wasn't bullshit, was it? Because <laughs> I'm gonna be really mad if I dedicated my whole life. None of this is real. I'm gonna feel really silly. <laughs> Be really silly committing to the church for my whole life. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> can't my gummies have kicked in. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> I took some more. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about the church. Let's get into it. <laughs> no, that's not. What is with the outfit? Not. Let's roll it and say. RuPaul presents. <laughs> uh, sorry. I gotta get tangent Europe story. Okay. When you said St. Peter's, it reminded me of St. Paul's, which we saw in London. Yeah. So we, like, walk into that church, it's just, like, breathtaking. Um, same feeling when I saw La Sagrada Familia in, in Barcelona. That place is so fucking cool, man. Unbelievable. It just, like, literally breathtaking. It's different every time because it's still not finished, right? Exactly. So every time you go see it, they've done, they've put another story on it. Yeah. It's, 100 and wow. however many years. In 160 years, I think. It's the. And it'll be done in like 2042 or 2045 or something like that. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's the largest away. game of Jenga ever played. <laughs> it's, it's the coolest <laughs> building on earth, I think, hands down. Oh, yeah. Like all the architecture in Spain, we did like a little Gaudi tour. Yeah. So cool! I would go back there in a heartbeat. But uh, we we did like the, the the stair climb to the, to the stop, top of St. Paul's Cathedral, and there's these like they put I don't know how many people have ever done this, but like it's this tiny little staircase you got to walk up to get to the like the, the perch on the top where you're outside and you can like look down on London basically. Yeah, such a cool view. But you can like you it's at that moment you realize like so many cities are like that's the, that's the hub of the city. Like, the city is built around all of that yeah. and how it was just ingrained in the culture right? that was just how these cities were built out yeah. so cool but we so we did this Winsdale St. Paul's um, I can't remember if it was the, the same day or the day before or day after like it was Canada Day when we were there and they had a Canada Day celebration down at Trafalgar Square yeah. so we head down there they've got Tim Hortons they've got Moosehead Lager they've got uh street hockey tournament going on. This is pretty sweet. Like, good way to celebrate Canada Day. We're sitting there, just taking it all in, and then um, do you remember Amanda Moppet and Nemcheska, Joanna Nemcheska, volleyball players? Yeah. They walk by, like, uh, hey, yeah. what's, going, <laughs> what's on? going on? Like, well, we're just at a volleyball tournament. Like, what are you guys doing? You're on vacation and we you followed know. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a creep, giant creep. <laughs> I love volleyball shorts. <laughs> so we, we so my face. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> Anybody so we, want to gummy? <laughs> Sorry. 
if I want the gummy, but I want what you have. I want what you're feeling. Uh, just love. <laughs> just love. It's all good. So we, they tell you guys I'm quitting on Monday? Sorry, I interrupted you again. <laughs> we start chatting with them about their trip. And, and then these two local guys come up, probably trying to obviously hit on Amanda and Joe, but they're like, just... Don't sell yourself Casual, short. casual. I was there with Danielle, so... But uh, but we, they start telling they're like, do you guys want to like, just check out London? We'll kind of give you a, a locals pub crawl. We're going to do a locals little pub crawl. And at the time, we thought nothing over, like... Now I think nowadays we're like, oh, that's maybe a little strange. Yeah. We just didn't. Yeah, sure. Just go. open to the opportunity. <laughs> Again, something you won't experience at a five-star resort. <laughs> so we hop into the tube with these guys, and just chatting about London, where we were from, and, and uh, we ended up on this pub crawl that took us all the way through like Notting Hill and, and the different places in, in London, and came to some like sweet old. You talk about old like pubs are as old as Canada. And it was the, one of the funnest days I've had. I had traveling. Just random, meet up with a random two dinos, two random locals, and we pub crawled across London. Yeah. So fun. That's awesome. That sounds amazing. Which one did you fuck? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> My wife. <laughs> nice. Ugh, traffic. Van Halen. Back to traveling. Where do you guys want to travel? Where's on the bucket list? God, like it's been, it literally has been so long. And I think me and Ashley, we've just been put through the ringer for the last like four years. I think just anything like. It's a, you hit a point where like an all-inclusive as boring and as, as mundane as that sounds like legit like, like because it's the most affordable I think it's going to be the first one like I would love to say Disney but to do that one proper I'd want to do it right so I'd want to like get the good hotel I'd want to get all the fast passes and spoil the kids whereas just like in the next couple of months see if we can't just get away and recharge batteries a little bit so but ideally yeah I think I would love to because I've, I've done a lot of traveling to, to Europe but the rest of the family has it and Ashley hasn't so I would love to experience a lot of the favorite places of, uh, of Europe with uh, with her so yeah well I think too one of the nice things and I'm sure you would find this too if you went back to like some sorry whores in Amsterdam I take it back I want to whores in Amsterdam was my answer sorry you go ahead Chris <laughs> slight left turn yeah. <laughs> Going back to some of your favorite places, if you're familiar with them, you kind of know where to go. You can kind of act as a tour guide, and yeah. it's a little bit easier to, to navigate, right? So that that's always fun too. My oldest has been obsessed with seeing the Northern Lights, uh, and so I would. And Iceland came up the other day, so like I, that could. Iceland would be good. That could be a good. I even like because. Uh, Dane and Danny took that one road trip up to Alaska one summer, and yeah. they said it was amazing. Like, it, tons of camping, so that'd be a pretty cool trip to do too. Camping, camping in Alaska, <laughs> fucking grizzly bears are Yeah, I know. That's no different than northern Alberta. It's the same likelihood, right? Yeah, sure. Maybe theirs are dumber and a smaller town, more public school system, but otherwise they're the same as the other bears in Alberta. 
You can't judge just because they're from northern Alberta. Sure, they weren't too happy with the federal government last year, but you can't hold that against those bears. <laughs> they're good people. <laughs>
could buy a new, a, like a Volvo from the head office in Sweden. Yeah, you can drive it around they there fly. for a couple of weeks and then they'll ship it to you. Yeah. They do that with Porsche too. Do they? Because yeah. it's, it's so much it's so much cheaper to ship uh, a used Volvo or a used car that it's worth them flying you over, letting you drive it around and experience it a bit, and then put it on a container and ship it back. Yeah, one of the uh, girls in my on my MBA team, her husband bought like a Porsche you know, GT3 or whatever, and they went to Stuttgart, picked it up, drove right. around Germany for a few weeks, and they should it back. Oh, nice! That would be fun. That would be amazing. Enjoy it for two weeks, and then just yes. be pissed off for the rest of your life driving here, <laughs> <laughs> or get a lot of speeding tickets. Exactly. I did the top five. Mediterranean. Portugal. Scandinavia. Scandinavia. Iceland. I've been to Copenhagen and Stockholm. Scotland 
my sister's wedding like 20 years ago so yeah. that would also after Disney I think that would be the next family one would be get them over to see while I still have family there Maybe that one when they're a little bit older. Because there's not really a lot to do in Scotland for a kid, so. No. If you're going through the UK or whatever, if you're, if you're into history and stuff like that, there's lots of cool stuff to see, but I, some I, of that's not going to be very interesting for kids. Well, I was, I was basically Chase's age when I went for the first time. Which seems crazy, because I went with just my sisters and my older brother. My parents and my younger brother stayed here, but I went to my cousin's wedding. Yeah. But yeah, they just sent us on a plane. I couldn't imagine sending Chase, <laughs> just a bunch of teenagers over to Scotland <laughs> together. My yeah. parents are insane. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, like, growing up, my, my mom and her siblings used to go to Europe all the time in the summer. Yeah. And I think my uncle, who's younger than my mom, went backpacking across Europe solo when he was 16. Wow. 16? Like, no cell phone, no anything. He, like, here's a map. You get some money in your pocket. Like, we'll see you in a couple months. Well, yeah, my mom did that when she was 16 in Australia. She went just backpacked there for... Yeah, it's crazy. You could, you couldn't fathom doing that now. It was, so much, with, it was with... so much easier to serial kill back then. Dumb dumbs not taking precautions, no social media keeping tabs on anybody. Anyways, sorry, was, you were saying? I was 19 when I went. <laughs> yeah. I look back at that now and I was, I was young. Yeah. Well, our, our youngest, like, my youngest brother, Justin, he did a year long trip around the world when he was 18. Jesus. It's Chris, a, are you a Rockefeller? Like, where the fuck? <laughs> Awesome. A lot of, like, a lot like, of the like, traveling I've done has been very bunches. <laughs> but oh, of, yeah. Some of the funnest memories. Oh, right? exactly. But when your brother went around the world, like, where did, where does that mean? Where did he go? Uh, like, he just immediately airhearted it, just one lap, or like, what, how many stops? Oh, he, he did like a three month Kentucky tour through Europe. Uh, he like went into Russia and everything. Sucked. Quite a few different places, and yeah. then he moved to Australia for a little bit. He lived there for two or three months. He was actually like working there for a little bit, and then the last part of his trip was in South America. Your brothers live like everywhere. <laughs> he's he's been to. He's got to be getting close to 100 countries. That's, that's my goal. Here. I want to get to at least 100 countries. What are you at? 97? 98? 40? Oh, okay. <laughs> I gotta wait for you. You need high density. Well, part of that is I spent a lot of time in Europe and I've gone back to a lot of my favorite places multiple times. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's hard to say no if someone wants to go back to Italy, right? Well, yeah, that's the thing, and like you said, once you you kind of know the really cool pot, 
uh, places to go to, so. Yeah, so it was a little bit of a different experience, you know, seeing new stuff, see how it's changed and evolved. Like, I've been to the Sagrada Familia three or four times now and seen it, it's construction progress over the yeah. 20 years, so that's good. My same friend who missed the second day of Tomorrowland, he's probably the most well-traveled guy I know. He's been to like 100, over 130 countries, and Portugal's his favorite country. Is that right? Yeah. So he convinced Jeff and I to go there. So we went to uh, you know, like the capital city and then made our way down to the coast in the, the Algarve in the south. And you know, a lot like Barcelona or whatever in Spain, but it's cheaper, people are nicer, and you know, it's just as much cool stuff to see, so it's, it's well worth it to go there. We went to Spain in February. Uh, turns out to be great because if you really like the cold here, you will also love the cold in Spain in February, so... <laughs> we thought we were going to be like on the beach. We thought we were going to be like tent. No, it was raining and cold the whole time. <laughs> didn't think that went through, did you? It really didn't. But I, that's where I proposed to Ashley, so I ended up being all right. For her. She got a ring out of the trip.
think it's funny that, like, when we walk through the subway, we're a larger part of the population. We're larger than the average person. Yeah. Yeah. But when you play football and play at our level, like, it, you get ingrained in your mind that you're like you're the little guys. Small. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. We're not the little guys. <laughs> in real life. In the general population, we're... I remember uh, at our wedding, Mallory's friends came up to me like, why are all your friends so fucking big? Like, what? Where did no. you find all these? Where did you meet all these guys? Like, these are all my football players. No, running backs yeah. and DBs. <laughs> fucking little people, these LPs. <laughs> memories of that game. I was Andrew Weep doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> but just seeing that guy on the field, you're like, Jesus. We played them three times that year. Yeah. And that game going into Manitoba, I remember it was the last play of the half and I threw it quick. Yeah. So the ball's gone. Like, I'm one, two, three throw. Yeah. At five yards. And he's already there. And the, right? ball should, the ball's gone in under two seconds. Yeah. And I got hit by Israel. <laughs> on a quick yeah I was like well, how does that happen yeah. like I'm one two three throw it's like he had nothing in front of him the whole point of the play yeah but that was the way Andrew describes it like he was almost in tears like on Monday you could see the handprints on both of his arms where Israel would just like grab him <laughs> and like just hold him at arm's length to see where like you or Chuck had been and then throw Andrew out of the way <laughs> and just go eat their lunch yeah I felt so bad for him. It was it wasn't that his first game starting because of injuries. I think so, yeah. yeah. Well that's that's like that was rough. That was oh. a rough game all around. I took that's some, I that's took a rough shots. welcome to CIS story. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're gonna be matched up against a future NFLer in your first start. Yeah. Good luck. Hey, you know how you'll never have a Super Bowl ring? Well he will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ran when we played in Calgary. I remember we ran a trap counter, and I think I think it might have been Willie that was running. So I, I like did the fake to Willie, held the ball on my hip, and when I like peeked to see where Israel was, he was like down. He was coming down the line. Yeah. I was like, okay, good. Like I, I, I got him. Like he's he's going to the running back. I've got him beat. Yeah. And I took my first step away, thinking, okay, like I'll get around and then I'm gone. Yeah. But he's got that wingspan. And he had he yes he. he <laughs> Seriously, like he was diving with one hand yeah. and pulled me to the ground. Jesus. And it was like I felt, I've never felt so weak on the football field. <laughs> what the fuck please, please tell me you let out like a. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I remember thinking, like, what just happened? He was gone and then he had one, there's one hand and then I was down. Like, yeah. what? I think I'm pregnant? <laughs> what? How does that work? <laughs> the physics don't line up.
play in the NFL, and I felt a little bit better about myself. Yeah, then he went to the Bears. <laughs> Bears. Well, it's even funny hearing Freddie's stories of, like, I was eating craft dinner two weeks ago, and then I'm playing ping pong with Peyton Manning. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is my life? <laughs> swim test and the guy that did my swim test was the biggest person I've ever seen. It's <laughs> like, oh yeah? Like pretty tall guy. She's like, yeah, she, he was like a foot taller than than Mackenzie's dad, who's like 6'3". Yeah. Like, well, that's a pretty big guy. And so, didn't think anything of it. Went to the YMCA again with her a week later and uh, she like, pokes on me. She's like, dad, that's the guy. That's the guy that did my swim test. Yeah. Look up. like, Danny? <laughs> What's going on? Like, oh, not much. I'm just working here now, lifeguarding. <laughs> just kill time. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Good for you. Yeah. Make sure you take off that ring before you jump in the pool and lay you down. <laughs> He's trimmed down a bunch. Well, he, he had He's trimmed down like in between. Marathons and stuff. Like in between, he had come back from Indy and he was on his time off, and that's when I had moved back to Calgary. And me and Ashley had bumped into him at the gym a couple times, and he had he had slimmed down again. He was looking really like back to his Dean Light days. Yeah, I don't think he liked having to bulk up as much as he did. He didn't. Felt like it was impressive to hear what he did, but yeah, like it didn't sound healthy. Was he playing at 315, 305, 315, something like that? Because then he'd show up and they're like, you have to put on 60 pounds. No, I think they made him bulk up to like 330 or something like that. Kind of good for the joints. No. Well, the body in general, like...
this day the hardest hit I ever took in my life was uh, I remember it was a, like a hitch or a screenplay or something like that and I, I tackled the wide out from one side and Freddie and Goose came from the other side and just absolutely cleaned me out <laughs> that is a lot of momentum coming yeah. at you it was a, a lot of mass it's a lot of men hits I ever took was, uh, we were playing the rifles, I was with the Colts, and I was on kickoff, and I just, I had dinner plates, because I was untouched the entire way down the field, so I was on the right side, but they had the far, like, opposite side of the field winger, yeah. his goal was to, like, crack back, so he had me lined up, like, the entire play, but I didn't see him until, like, he had pushed my helmet into my ear hole. And so, like, two days later, I'm looking in the mirror, and I was like, when did I have a pen? Why do I have ink all over my ear? But the guy had actually hit me hard enough that he bruised my ear with my own helmet. <laughs> so, yeah, depleted me on the opening kickoff. That's not good. Again, now illegal. Yeah. Yep. the gunner down the field and our middle linebacker would loop around and just ear hold the shit out <laughs> and it worked every single time and it was always these like European guys I felt bad for them because they, 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 they didn't just know had no idea was coming so I thought oh this guy's got me he's, you know, he's blocking me whatever and I just jump out of the way and <laughs> <laughs> The Turtles Podcast. Woo! Dude, what are you doing? This isn't the credits to a superhero movie. Why are you still here? Bloody tosser. <laughs>